Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Good, Bad, and Ugly of Business. I'm your host, Katherine Becker. In this podcast, we love to discuss all of the things that make people successful because we know that while a smart person learns from their mistakes, a genius learns from the mistakes of others. So I bring in all of these guests so that we can learn what they've learned, where they've failed, where they've succeeded, and what they've learned along the way so that we can either fail faster or avoid the mistakes altogether. My guest today is amazing. I don't know if you guys have ever had the experience where you just see someone and you're like, I'm going to be friends with them. But that's what I did to this next guest. I just forced her to yeah. be my friend. So yeah, it is my happens. <laughs> she is an incredible singer, songwriter, billboard charting artist, soon to be author. Um, she is a vocal coach. She does it all. She's an incredible human. And I'm so excited and honored to uh, introduce you to all of her. Her name is April Diamond. April, welcome to the show. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much. That's such a sweet introduction. I appreciate that. I do do a lot of things. I go wide as we have been, you know, taught, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I love it all. Well, and it all makes sense, all the things that you're doing, because your message is really about finding your voice and being able to express it. And you've done that so beautifully throughout your career. So I would love for you to talk a little bit more about what it is that you're doing currently, and then we'll get into some of the great good, bad, and ugly detail questions. Okay. Um, well, I am um, in the middle of some promotion of a couple of singles that are going to do really well on uh, out in national radio and on and charting in the big music business. So I'm really proud and excited about that. You can find that on Spotify at April Diamond. Um, but the big thing that we're going to talk about today, I think, is uh, your voice. And being a vocal coach for many years, I've helped a lot of people find their own personal sound, both with uh, initially I started off as a vocal coach for singing. And then I added speaker training to help people with their speaking voice because I learned through the process of doing and coaching the way that I, that I do my process that it helped speaking voices tremendously. So for speakers, for podcasters, for people like you who interview people, for everybody, for somebody that just wants to feel confident to have a conversation with someone else and speak their, their truth, you know, and, and uh, tell their story, everyone should feel confident about their voice. So I created a voice training system called Let the Voice Out. And my goal with that is to help people to learn to let their voice out and not to be inhibited by maybe sometimes feeling, you know, odd about their sounds and, and that sort of thing. Because it's kind of a common thing. And as a trainer, I've, I've experienced that most people have a bit of inhibition about the sound of their voice. And so my goal is to help them uh, better elevate their voice and build it to the way they want it to be. So uh, I am working on that. I have a TED Talk coming up, and uh, you'll see that very soon on this very subject and a book uh, and so many exciting things. And I'm just privileged and honored to be here and to be able to tell my story. So. I love this so much. And Thank you me. know, there's, there's the phrase that your mess is your message. So I'm curious if this was something that you struggled with growing up in finding your voice. Yes. It was. Um, I think I got bullied a lot. Let's just be honest. I think I got bullied a lot for a lot of reasons, um, whatever people, whatever bullies decide to bully about. But um, I remember at a young age having a lot of fear, you know, and uh, even at a young age, I knew, okay, if you're afraid of everything, you're never going to do anything. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to have to flip the script here. And I'm going to have to just go nose to nose with my fear and dive into it. And, you know, I'm going to have to conquer these, you know, 999 fears one at a time, right? So 
um, I started doing that. And at a young age, I, uh, my grandmother, I tell this story a lot, but my grandmother was very, you know, she, she knew what we were all meant to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we all kind of were like, how do you know? You know, but grandmother was relentless. And uh, she came to me and said, and I want you to sing that beautiful song I heard you sing. And I want you to sing in church. And uh, we were a church going family, still are. But uh, my grandmother handed me relentlessly as a kid. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> and, That's amazing. Uh, yeah. She, she handed me at all the family events and holidays. And, and I found, I, I ran out of excuses as a seven, eight year old. I'm like, okay, if I just do it, maybe she'll leave me alone. And, uh, <laughs> I did. I did. And um, when, you know, because, because there's wisdom there and grandmother knew what she heard. She's like, my granddaughter's got something. I, I know that she's meant to do something. So from that point on throughout my life, uh, it was a reoccurring theme for me to push forward in not just music, although I'm a singer and I've done lots of musicals and performed concerts and things like that. Um, but to go out and be a trainer and help other people with their voices. And it's been an incredible journey. So the thing I love so much about what you said, it, yeah, it's just the power of having someone in your corner, yeah. the power of having that cheerleader, you know, helping to propel you farther than you probably ever would have imagined doing yeah. yourself. Like think how different your life would be without your grandmother's influence. Yeah, absolutely. It uh, would be tremendously different. And, you know, it's the, it's the grounding. We, we sometimes like, oh, our family is this, or, you know, our family is not perfect. We, they definitely make mistakes. And sometimes it's not always helpful, but you know, once in a while they get it right. And, <laughs> you know, it's the thing that sets us off on our path and it's, you know, it's powerful. So absolutely. Um, it, even in those times where like I was just describing a second ago about, you know, bullying, I think I got bullied. And, and uh, when I would sing, people would come to me and tell me that I wasn't a very good singer or they told me they didn't like my dress or people would compl- like literally complain to the director about me for something that they said I did. And I was like, what did I do? (laughs) You know, the, the jealousy machine and the bullying machine is a real thing. And so it took me a while to throughout my life. It's been a reoccurring thing that it's there, you know, and I, I say that because not, you know, you feel sorry for me. I'm good. It's at a point where when you know that you want to do something and you seem to get resistance and maybe that resistance comes at you in a much bigger way. Um, you know, that might be an indication that you're actually supposed to do it. Mm. (laughs) Um, anything that we're really meant to do, things are going to come against it. And I think I've learned in life and I'm still learning this lesson that you've got to decide what it is you want and you can't let anything stop you. And you and I both, you know, this too, some of the most successful people that we know, they say they wake up in the morning and they say, this is what I'm going to do. And they set their intention and they get their list and they go after it every day, piecing away. And uh, somebody not liking it is not part of the equation, although it happens, you know, and in the world of singing and vocal training and speaking and that kind of thing, I think that there's a certain kind of love that people get when you're standing up in front of a group of people. And I think being recognized makes people feel good. You know, it's like, oh, absolutely. And I want to be like that person. And when someone sees someone else doing that, maybe they have a little, you know, like, oh, who are you? <laughs> you know, a little <laughs> bit of that, you know, and um, it's, it's real. And I say that because I've spent a lot of time training people and helping them to understand that everyone's got their own thing, you know, and you can't let that influence you. You got to like be strong and insulate yourself against those things. And the way you do that is you become more powerful in yourself. 
you know, and you believe in this is my mission. This is what I'm meant to do. So I can't let anything stop me. And one day, who knows, you know, some of those bullies might turn around and like shake your hand and go, good job, which I've had that happen too. <laughs> so, but don't you know. expect that because that's not typical. <laughs> no, don't expect it, but you know, it could happen. But uh, in the world of singing and vocal training and that kind of thing, there's, there's a definitely, you know, that, that is a factor, but being able to tell your story the way you want to tell it and to feel joyful about it and to have that focus. Like, I want to speak to these people about this thing. And I want to be powerful with it. And I want to be intentional with it. And I know because either you've been through it or you've learned some things, you know, you have a message to give the world. And so what I do is I help people. I empower them to be more powerful in their speech and like the sound of their voices specifically. Oh, and that's so important. And I think it really brought it to bear with COVID when now all of a sudden people are doing a lot more virtual things. They're hearing themselves. Yeah. They're seeing themselves on camera. I, I know that I was using Zoom before the pandemic and people were like, what is the Zoom thing? Like, I don't want to be on camera. I don't like the way my voice sounds. La, 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 la. So in one hand, voice, I love my hair, my face, my this, my that. All the things. <laughs> yeah. Do we ever sit and make, but we're taught, right? That we can't sit and talk about all the good things about ourselves because that's bragging. Right. You know, you have to be humble. You can't talk about the great stuff about ourselves, but there's a, there's a point there where it's not bragging, where it's not being, you know, any of the negative connotations, but to own it and be like, yes, I am these things and that's okay. Yes. And it is okay. And, and by the way, some of the greatest people, the most uh, powerful, successful people say the greater that you are, the more the people that you're talking to will be, because mm -hmm. when you have a message if you don't go out in the world with your message, even as disjointed or difficult or awkward as you may feel doing it, it's still needed. Yeah. It's still needed. Yeah. Like we need your voice. Well, and some people say, well, there's a lot of speakers out there. You know, they, they're already saying what I'm saying, or I used to do this with singing too. Oh, there's plenty of singers out there. They don't, they don't need me singing. Yes, they do. Mm. And they do because they need my perspective. They need like my story behind it. And if you think about it, what's interesting is, Think about how people like to hear other people sing the same song, you know, yeah. oh, sing this song, you know, let, let me hear your version of it, right? It's like, it's it was always interesting to me as I was training people for singing, going, isn't it interesting? What's the psychology behind people wanting to hear the same song sung by different people? And that is a great question. I love thinking about that. Yeah. Like, oh, can you sing this one? I love this song. I want to hear how you sing it. And they say that, and they're probably unknowing, under, uh, unknowingly going, I'm really, I want to hear your message. Like, where do you come from? So I want to tell people that sing and speak, whatever, everything making sound, like it could be the exact same subject, but you communicate to another group of people that maybe don't receive it the same way as someone else. Like we've all got our people, we've all got our niche, right? I, I so. love talking about that because it's so important that you know, we think we just have to, we deliver our content, our message one way, but not everyone yeah. receives it the same way. Like we know there's the five love languages that we receive love in the, in five different ways. Every type of personality test out there has at least four different quadrants that people fit into. So we know that you're at least only talking to 25% of the people if you can't adapt your message and be able to say it in a different way. So it's really yes. powerful to think of, to think of that and to realize there's billions of people on the planet. Like, even if you just touch the lives of a few, isn't that worth it? 
it is worth it because they're going to go and tell their people. And that's how the message keeps going. Yeah. I feel like that, you know, um, part of my struggle growing up to get in front of an audience. And by the way, I was not always a confident person in front of the microphone. I was scared. Okay. Even though I got through my eight-year-old performance in my little church, after that, it was rough all the way. Like, did you feel immediately more comfortable to sing on stage after that? No, I did not. <laughs> I, I mean, add 20 years to that, I was starting to get comfortable. Okay. Um, and I got better and I did it and I made myself do it. And there was a lot of joy, you know, in it. And there was actually the, the thing about your, your speech and your singing and those kinds of things is there's also therapy to it. Yes. So if you've had some trauma, like we've all been through something, it's like your speech and your voice is you and it's, uh, it's, there's some healing. Like if you research healing and, and vibrations of your own voice, you'll see that at certain frequencies, it heals your body, like literally to sing is actually healthy to your mind and clears out your sinuses. And the science says that it's, it heals depression over time. If you sing regularly, <laughs> okay. I'm like, I prescribe singing regularly <laughs> with a group of people at least four times a week. I'm not kidding. Um, Google the science. You'll be blown away. Like really? So science backs that up. So, um, you know, it's, it, the science is behind us. The world is kind of hard on us, you know, hard mm -hmm. on us. Oh. Oh, something, oh, that person looks large, that person looks small, their hair is wrong. There's a, there's always going to be those little criticisms, you know? And um, you really can't listen to those to, to get up and talk about it. I love to think about the voice as being halfway between our head and our heart. And so when those two are in balance and you're speaking from both your head and your heart at the same time, that's yeah. when people listen. Like those are the voices that you're like, oh, who's talking? Who's singing? What's going on? that there's, there's, there's that balance and that harmony between those different places. I don't feel like it's an accident that our throat is equidistant between the two. Ooh, I like that word. It is uh, <laughs> equidistant between the two. Yes, I like that. Um, I like interesting words. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, I want to use that one. Um, I'm like a hoarder for words. <laughs> I like that. I need to be that way. I think that you're, you're right. It's your heart you know, that's, that's what flows out of your heart is the direction that your life goes. And it's what comes out of your mouth and what goes, you know, how you think and those kinds of things. So your speech is a direct, is a direct result of what's in your heart. You know, yeah. we, we definitely, and to get those aligned to be that, that that's a powerful person. That's a strong person. That's a person that knows what their mission is. And, mm -hmm. um, I routinely have my, uh, people that I train write their mission statement and then read it. And, you know, make a short one, make a longer one and tell your story. And it's interesting how a lot of people that are speakers that are constantly speaking have not done that yet. And I think this is going to going to enable you to have a harder belief in what you're saying when you know every day, this is my mission statement. I think a lot of the uh, speakers tell us to get up and read our mission statement daily, maybe adjust it if we're adding something or changing it or whatever. It's our hardcore belief. And you're right. It flows out of our heart and we've got to get our heart right. Absolutely. Most people only speak out of their heads and you can even mm -hmm. tell someone like, okay, that was great. Like mental presentation that you just did. Now you got to add some heart to it and see the difference it makes. I mean, just how you can, how we can slow things down or speed things up or get louder or quieter. I mean, it's, it's so much texture and ability to, to change the meaning of something. And I think that's part of what's so lost in our society of having so many emails and texts. 
that all of that nuance is completely erased. You know, yeah. sentences like, um, like, I'd love to cheer people on. So I love to say things like, I'm happy for you. But there's so many people that would say things in like, oh, I'm happy for you. Right? Like, and so like <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. The difference between the two of them. So it's such an interesting, it's such an interesting thing. And I love that you're out there helping to have people harness that and be able to get their stuff on here because we are here to influence one another and to be part of each other's lives. And if we can't yeah. communicate that, it makes it so much harder. It, it does. And it makes us avoid, you know, because we anticipate that that's what's going to happen. And I say anticipate the best. Mm. And I say to those watching that are, you know, you're thinking about your speaking or you're thinking about, oh, I can never listen to myself on a recording. I can never do those things. You know what? Go ahead and make some mistakes. Yeah. Just make some mistakes. And if, if you watch my Instagrams, most of them are straight up live every time. I just go live. Yes. You're um, so good at that. I wasn't good at it in the beginning. Sometimes I just stared at the camera and went, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone comes on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Two or three years of this. So I just want to tell people, look, the, the thing that your people like, and that's why I call it my follower family, because they've been hanging with me all these years, you know, supporting me. It's because probably the one common comment I get is that April is real. Sometimes I fumble words. Sometimes my glasses fall off. Sometimes my hair is like, and I'm always doing this when I'm on my time. I'm like, oh, I see that hair. <laughs> I guess that one wild that hair. That one, you know. And it's always bugging me. So I'm like, let me fix that. And then I'm like, you know what? No matter what it is today, it's going to be what it is what it is. Because it's not perfect. You know, and I like to look good and I dress up and I have my whole regime that I do. But here's the thing. Uh, it's not always going to be perfect. And you're going to see the flaws and you're going to see those things. And you just got to let it go a little bit and be yourself. The, yeah. the perfection is not what people are attracted to. It's like you said, it's your heart. It's what you have to say. It's your mission statement. It's how you put yourself out there. It's what you believe. And we need that. Sure. Clean it up. I'm all for glam and all that because I'm April Diamond. Heck yes. But... You are super glam. <laughs> You're my glam, glam goddess friend. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, you look great too. And your hair looks beautiful. Oh, thank you. Uh, and, uh, I just, I think be as beautiful as you want to be. That's another thing is, you know, sometimes us women get bullied for looking too good or looking too whatever. And I just took that too and threw it away. And I watched Dolly Parton and, it, and she's one of my heroes, you know, and she doesn't yes. care. <laughs> I, go, I want to be, I'm your mini me, Dolly. I love you. You know, I, I took on her thing. She's like, well, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to play my guitar and sing. And I'm like, okay, good. And you're going like, to play your piano and sing. <laughs> I am. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I might make a mistake here and there, you know, go in and edit it out. But you've got to, like, get your message out there. Don't let those things be the reason why you don't. Because we don't care that you're, we don't care if you're perfect. We're, we're not concerned about perfection. Well, and I love no, that, you know, taking, taking this message and, you know, yes, we're talking about singers and speakers and, you know, podcasters, anyone who's out there. But we're all speaking to each other all the time. And so even like business leaders, how they get yeah. their mission and get their employees on board with the mission. I mean, it's the same philosophy for all of it, of how yeah. we communicate to one another. So even if those people listening are like, well, I'm not a speaker, I'm not a singer, you're still talking to other people and you still want to influence them in a positive way and be able to get your message across and be heard because at the end of the day we all want to be heard and it feels so good to be heard and to be seen like everyone loves that that's absolutely the truth and uh 
uh, to what you're saying to the speakers out there that, you know, well, I, my voice is just like this. It's just like that. It doesn't really change. Um, you can change your voice to make it whatever you want to make it. Hmm. The problem is that we are and, and you're on the microphone. So, you know, this, when you listen back to yourself, you're probably used to how you sound now, right? You're used yeah. to the, your voice. Okay. So there's a certain voice you always go to because that's your go-to. And this is in my Ted talk and in my book, which is your voice can do considerably more than where you sit at that certain level of your voice. Um, highs, lows, depth, whatever, brightness. Um, people routinely listen back to themselves and go, oh, it's okay, but that's, I don't know why my voice says that. I don't know why my voice says that. And those are the questions that I'm solving in my book saying those are unexplored sounds that are part of who you are as a speaker and as a human. Mm. And one of the reasons why I think we don't like certain sounds in our voice, and I don't know if you can relate to this or not, is, uh, is that it's unexplored voice that we've never used before. So when you elevate your voice to make a, uh, to be a character, to tell a story a different way, to get attention, you know, to, to get attention, but do it in a heartfelt, like meaningful, passionate way, like if I talk up here and I'm getting excited, I'm being like a girl or I want to be really mellow once upon a time, you know, whatever I want to say, yeah. I can draw in my audience by telling the story in that manner and elevating my voice. But what tends to happen is that our brain and our body at first, if you're not used to doing that, our brain and our body rejects that because that's not our go-to sound. You know what I'm saying? Like our, uh, I call it the vocal center where your voice sort of sits. That's the, that's like, square one and then there's lots of room up here and lots of room down here to elevate and use your voice so uh specifically uh speakers that are watching this you can elevate your voice and you can deepen your storytelling and to the point where people are captivated by the way you talk and why is that important because when people sit and listen to you there's a percentage of how much they get right in that moment now granted there's recordings and that kind of thing but when they're sitting there listening to you they only absorb what 10 or 15 percent yeah it gets the sticks well we can increase that percentage by being passionate right mm. and i love the idea i love the idea of thinking of it as your vocal center because then you can think of it as your comfort zones and we all yeah. know that the magic is just at the edges and being able to push that and explore that is probably right. something that i don't really think about haven't thought about so what a great message. I want to change the subject for just sure. a minute because I think this was great in talking about just in everyone in messaging, but uh -huh. you have a song that is out for Grammy consideration called I've Got a Secret. And I just, yes. I'm fascinated by this process because I think from, you know, the viewer at home watching the Grammys, watching the Oscars, watching the Emmys, watching any of those award shows, we don't really understand all the behind the scenes things that happen. I mean, the Grammys happen in like February and yet by August you had to submit it and do this whole thing. So can you walk us through that process? Because that's such a, you know, I think it's a, really ties in well to what we've been discussing in that you were like, here's my soul. <laughs> now you need to judge it. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 The, um, being a part of the Grammy Association, uh, they have these, you know, deadlines where you submit your song and uh, they put you in submission and you are putting out your FYC for your consideration to your Grammy voting community. And, uh, you know, everybody votes. There's a time period. We're in that middle of that time period currently. 
and then the nominations come out. So uh, the process is getting, you know, your best music out there and, and submitting everything. And, and um, uh, we've done this a few times. And uh, my, my team at Del Oro Music has been very successful. They got a Grammy nomination last year. Robert got a couple of Grammys for the stuff he worked on with remixes and, and some big artists too. And so as independent artists, we've, we're like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is incredible. So this year, you know, we really put the pedal to the metal and um, we're finishing an album, but we wanted to pick like the, the song that was like prime and ready to go. And I got a secret is, uh, you know, it was something that we came up with in literally just the last couple months. And thanks to this, the amazing songwriting abilities of Robert Eibach, David Longoria and, uh, my idea and the way I put it out there and they just magically, you know, we all work together to tell the story and, and produce it. Um, it takes all the genius of these people to make it happen, but they did an incredible job. And I got a secret is just kind of, um, we've, we've always got in, inside thoughts, right? And, uh, you know, you want to tell somebody, it's like, man, I wanted to tell this person this for so long. <laughs> I could never do it. Um, and I've had some moments where I wanted to tell somebody how I felt and I was like, I remember one time that I finally was like ready to do that. And that's what the song's about. And I think we've all, you know, had our either secret crush or some deep moment that we wanted to tell somebody about or whatever it was. So that's what the song is about. And the, the response has been tremendous. You know, just, I got a secret is, you know, we've all got a, a little bit of a secret and one day you want to tell it. And so that, that was my, uh, that was my idea. My thought behind it is I wanted to tell that secret, but uh, hopefully they uh, will love it. Everyone will great. vote for it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's absolutely great. And what I think is so interesting is just thinking about all of the steps that go into creating a song. Like we just turn on the radio, if anyone turns on the radio, more often it's just, I pull up Spotify. Or stream the song. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, I don't even know what the radio stations are locally anymore. It's just I yeah. my Spotify or Pandora or whatever. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's not, it's you singing but then there's the producing that goes behind it. And it's almost like if you've ever seen, like I know that I remember seeing this um, during like when the Marvel movies were really big, when they were showing some of the footage of them filming before they added all the CGI effects. And yeah. it just looks so weird and flat. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with singing, like all the producing that they can do to make it so much fuller and add so much more texture. I mean, there's a whole team back there working on it, right? There's a whole team. Well, there's the whole three of us. And then there's me in the studio coming back, singing something. Okay, we've got 25, 30, 40 takes of that verse. Let's try this verse. Let's do 40 more takes. And that doesn't mean that I'm not a good singer because I'm a strong singer. But it's like you got to find the right take that tells the story. So uh, when you walk into the studio as a singer and you're, you sing through the song a few times, getting into um, the studio and recording on a microphone that's you can hear yourself think it's a whole new level it's way beyond just, <laughs> even beyond that microphone you've got there it is it goes deep and uh for those of us like when i first started recording uh with david and at my record company i was just like what what am i hearing i can't even like even to this day i still i have you know some recording things on my phone and, and headphones and stuff but it's nothing like when i go into the studio that that is an epic um here like a it's it's just epic and it's it, it only can be replicated in that studio so um singing wise it takes you through a wealth of emotions and it takes you through everything that you've ever learned 
to, to do what you do and to become a powerful storyteller and to become accurate, mm. accuracy, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> be accurate, tell the story, have passion, take breaths, know when to come in, da, 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 make it fancy, tell the like, make it moody, make it this, like make all do, 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 do hit all those points. It's a lot um, to keep in your head. It's a lot to keep in your head. And sometimes uh, it, it took me a while to get confident, like, yeah, I like that. Or no, I don't like that. Some days were just emotional. When I started this journey, recording my first few songs, just like, oh, wow, I'm awful. <laughs> oh, what is, what's going and on? And I know I'm that's not true. <laughs> I know oh, that's not true. I've heard you sing. <laughs> thank you. Well, it's, it's a, it, it takes a minute to understand what's going on. And so to those who are listening that are singers who have tried to sing on a microphone or even speak, whatever, it, you, you got to do it a lot. You got to well, do it a muscle. lot. Yeah, it's a, well, the voice is a series of muscles, actually. It's a little, it's a, it's a thing that happens between the diaphragm and the mouth and the space and letting go of the, the relaxation. And I think the relaxation and the stress is probably the biggest part. When you finally mm -hmm. let those things go, then the mechanics of making sound start to really connect. They start to lock in. And I but, love that I've heard you say that anybody can sing because this yes. is something that I think like I, I was in choir growing up, singing in church, doing musicals, all the things. Nice. And my mom, bless her heart. She's tone deaf. <laughs> and I know she'll be listening to this and laughing. Um, but she always, we can fix say, that. And that's what she, I would tell her. She'd always be like, I don't know how yeah. you're my daughter. How can you do this when I cannot? And I would always say, I, anybody can learn to sing. I just didn't yeah. know how to teach anybody to sing. So I love yeah. hearing you say that. I felt so validated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyone can sing. It's a mechanics thing. And, um, you know, in, in regards to that, people watching um, who think, I just want to say this, who think that they don't need vocal training or voice lessons, that kind of thing. I used to hear this a lot. Well, I, my friends say I sound good, so I'm, mm. I'm fine. I'm like you know what? Uh, we all need to work. Like I want to go back and work with my vocal coach from college. I don't even know if she's still teaching, but <laughs> we'll pull we her out of retirement. Need... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all need training to get it to the next level. It, I think it really depends on just how good you want to be. Some people will tell me, I just want to be able to do, I just, April, I just, I'm like, look, I don't do just, I'm like, let's go all the way, you know, yeah. let's make your voice powerful as powerful as it can be. And I think that one of the hindrances to people like going out and seeking vocal training and that kind of thing is because maybe they don't want to be told, Oh, what if somebody tells me my voice isn't very good? What if, what if they tell me that I'm a lost cause and I can't, you know, I can't, oh, I think improve. you're so you right. You can improve. And there's, you know, and, and if you go to a vocal coach and it's not working, you might need to go find another one. You find the one that is the right one for you. Um, I'm building a team of voice coaches with the, the people that I've trained over the years. And I'm like, okay, you guys all need to be teachers. There's about seven or eight of them. And um, because I really feel like there's the, traditional voice training hasn't always, uh, and I'll probably get heat for this, uh, but whatever. Uh, traditional <laughs> voice training has not been friendly to individuals that they consider, oh, that person doesn't sing, they're no singer. Well, you don't have to be a singer if you don't want to be, but if you want to, you can, or if you just want to sing for your own benefit, for fun, go sing karaoke, whatever you want to do. That is all viable. It's all a possibility. It's just a matter of getting to work and working the basics, you know? But uh, hearing people say, oh, I can't sing, or you can't sing, or uh, my voice, I'm no singer. And, you know, kind of comparing yourself to other people that have a lot of natural abilities. Like, it's great to have natural abilities, but 
but you know, who cares about natural abilities? When you got to build your voice from the ground up, you got to do it. And if you have natural abilities, you need to get training because you need to learn how to use those because the voice will degrade or either move forward. You know, so we all need to learn is the point. And, well, and it's uh, the same with sports. I mean, you'll see these kids yes. that have natural ability in basketball, soccer, football, whatever it is. Yeah. You don't just stop there and go, he's a natural. I don't need to do anything. He's got right. this, right? You know, little Ricky goes to camps and has practices and does all of the things. And it's the same. It's the same for the voice. I think of like the early days of American Idol with Simon Cowell, you know, when people were coming up and they were showing all of that and they were a bit nastier in the beginning than I feel they are. Go go to YouTube, younger people, if you want a a good time. But people, that's exactly it. People would say, oh, but my family says I sounded good. And then they come up there. Yeah, my friends say I sound good. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, well, I could just go in the studio and they could just like do stuff to my voice. Mm. You really want to do, you, you could do that. But like, I think the world wants more than that. I think that the world of singing and in many of these worlds, like they want to see the legit show us the stuff, you know, when you're not being, you know, when we're not listening to your download, how do you sound on the stage live? Right. We want to know. Right. And I think that singers should, should be that. And if you, you know, you want to be that, you can be that. Um, it's important to show up for our own selves for our own lives for our confidence you know in whatever capacity you may never stand on a ted talk stage or uh, be you know part of the grammy association and get a grammy you know who knows that's pretty far down the road for both of those things but it doesn't mean that your self-expression is not important like it is important to the world there are lots of things like what you're doing is important because you're telling people stories and you're you're relating to it and somebody's going to watch it and go, Oh, I really needed that today. Cause I really didn't want to X, Y, Z or, you know, I've let my thing go. I'm not going to finish that book or I'm not going to make that call or I'm not going to talk to that group of ladies. You know, we make decisions every day and it might be the difference between someone actually going out and doing what they're meant to do and not. That's why we need it. It's, it's all a choice. And I was going to go one direction with my next question, but I love yeah. what you just said. And so I want to ask you a question there. Um, I mean, you are glamorous, right? You are so beautiful and you just radiate that. And I know with, with women particularly, it can be a hard thing making women friends because women are going, we get all up in our heads and we make all sorts of assumptions about what your life must be like. And, you know, yes, we do all the things. How has that been for you? And how has that impacted your life um I feel like I have been run over by a Mack truck several times emotionally by that (laughs) I I feel like I've hit a wall with so many people that I trusted and then all the backbiting that's gone on let's just be honest it has happened to me so often yeah and uh in every space and every capacity and uh I think that me being a fighter I, I think sometimes I had to sit down and cry and go, I'm going to stop doing this. Are you really going to stop doing this? Or are you going to get up? You know? And uh, I think, I don't think you can get a, get a, get away, a, away from it. I think that this just, unfortunately our society is like that. And um, I've had people say all kinds of things about me or, you know, talk behind my back or say one thing to me and say something to another person. And, you know, these things affect some of and some of it has affected the progress, you know, like, because of the, the, the chat, yeah. you know, but, um, 
here's the thing. At the end of the day, if you're that person, it will come back to you. Okay. Mm. It's, it, it's not a good place to be. I think that people that do that need to take a deep, hard look at their own selves and say, really, what you're saying is you want that. You want to look a certain way. You want to sound a certain way. You want to be a certain way. Then go get it. Yeah. If some, if something in your own self has denied you of that, then think about what have I done to, you know, sabotage my own self. Let me go out and do what I want to do for myself. Go, go get it. So for me, you know, I just took the criticism and I used it as fire and I went, Oh, really? Okay. Watch this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not, it's going to bounce off. It didn't always bounce off. It does it, now. It is a hard road to get to that point. And it's something that I've had to learn. Um, and it's something I work with a lot of my clients and, what I always say is that the thing that you are envious of the most is something that you have within yourself that you haven't let out yet. So mm -hmm. instead of looking at that person and being jealous, it should be yes. inspiration. Like, ha, huh, they've got it. How do I find it in me? How do I let this part out and be more yes. of my authentic full self? That is absolutely 100% spot on. And I think one of the reasons I named my vocal training system, let the voice out is because there are so many stories of people coming to me nearly every day for the past 10, 12 years or more beyond telling me their stories of why people told them they couldn't sing. And I'm like, how about this? Give us a year <laughs> and we'll get you up singing and send them a nice little video and be like, hi, mic drop. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the new voice that was always there that I didn't know. And so, you know, uh, you go out and get it, you know, spend more time on yourself and less time being critical of others. And if somebody's being too critical of you, then that means you're probably doing something right. Keep doing it. There you go. There <laughs> you go. Keep doing go. it. Keep Boom. looking great. Keep getting better. Keep being more powerful. You know, I think it took me a while to finally go, okay, I deserve more than, than that. I think I deserve, I have a message that's like sitting here and I'm, I'm talking to people individually in my private you know, lesson world, but the, it needs to go out in a bigger stage. And I, I told God and I prayed and I said, you know what? I don't have to do this. I, I will do something else. I don't have to be, you know, known or whatever. It's fine. I don't, I don't have an ego. I really don't have an ego about it, but God put me on this path to say, I've got a message to the world through you. And I want you to give it the best way possible. And you might as well look good doing it. So <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's no other questions I can ask. I mean, that seems like that is the <laughs> moment to end. That is, the, that's the vibe. That's the vibe. You go know, get it. Go that's, that's why I like JT. And I, I, I want to bring up JT because that's how you and I met. Yes. And uh, he's a rough around the edges. Like, man, who is this guy? He's so grumpy. But uh, <laughs> he'll be watching this, I'm sure. But I got to say, you know, he's one of those rare people that at the end of the day, it's like, what have you missed? Go fill in the holes, start time blocking your time and make more things happen in a day. Get up, keep track. Come on, make it happen bigger and bigger. Of course, people are going to be cutting you down. Of course, people are going to be, you know, but you can't let that, you know, he's very, you know, very hard. I think for some people, it might not be their cup of tea in terms of hard line. I, I'm okay with being on the hot seat, you know, because that's how I've gotten here. But um, there's some truth to that. There's a lot of yeah. truth to that. And I think 
if you're not afraid to let yourself be on the hot seat and cry a little bit and realize what have I done or why did I wait so long or you know there's all, all kinds of you know we feel like we failed in I certain mean, ways and we're all hard on ourselves but he puts the mirror up like there's no hiding like you yeah. have to look at all the things and I think that's where people we're so good at justifying things humans are just so yeah. good at justifying things correct and he doesn't allow you to justify it so no you either got to face it or you run away <laughs> Yes, it's true. And you got to have, uh, when you go up in levels in life, whatever that you do, whatever the thing is you do that you know you want to do, and you have all this pain attached to it or bullied or people saying things about it, whatever it is, you got to, you got to make a pact with yourself and say, I owe this to myself mm. and to the world. And I can't let those things in. I got to, I got to settle myself with that. When that happens, here's how I'm going to react or here's what I'm going to ignore. And here's the group of people I'm going to be associated with the ones that lift me up. And you got to make a decision and stick with it. And yeah. sometimes people in your own tribe and your own family and your own space are going to give you a hard time and not agree with you. And it's okay. You don't have to agree. I got my mission. No. And as your voice changes, you your, your frequency is changing, right? I mean, your voice yes. is vibrating differently. And sometimes the people who were at your vibration aren't anymore. And that's okay. Yeah. There's space. There's space. Come on up. Come join exactly. us. I, I think that changing and leveling up is very important. I think that building your voice to another level, putting your, every time you go into a new space, at least in my world, in the world of singing and speaking and telling a story, like there's always going to be that awkward time or that painful time that you're like, oh, this is so hard. I keep putting myself here. And, and even as recent as just in the last two, three months, I have probably put myself through so much. Oh my gosh. Like wake up in the morning going, oh. I, I don't know how many, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, and you know what it gets done and it gets done in the best way possible because I tell myself, you know what, you're going to make it. You're going to be fine. You got this far. Keep going. You know what? You got this far. Keep going and keep going and keep going and smile at those difficult, awkward times because that is graduation. Mm. That's yes. graduation. I love that That's, so much. You, you're awkward because you no longer sit in your little pond anymore. You've outgrown it. Time to go bigger. Find that next pond, the next bigger pond. Yep. It's time to, so that, that's how life works. You're either moving forward or going backwards. And, you know, JT says this too, and it's the truth. You, you got to move forward and you got to tell yourself, oh, I made a justification for that because the truth is there was truth to that justification, but I just didn't want to. Right. <laughs> right. right. I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to. Well, I am so excited for you. I, I'm excited you. to have your book come out. And, you know, if you have a few more minutes, I, I'd love to ask some questions about the book, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, we've talked about all the things you've been doing so far, and they're always with other people, right? When you're the voice coach, you're with another person. When you're in the recording yeah. studio, you're with a team. There's all these other people. But when you first sit down to write that book, it's just you and the page. Yeah. And that can be kind of a scary place having that white page with to start from. So mm -hmm. as you started this journey into becoming an author, how did that change for you? And what sort of like edges did you come up against? Were like, oh, I didn't know I still had to deal with this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh and uh, I, I realized when I first started the first book, I then I started a second book and I have, a, I think I have three total. Um, 
I realized I had more than one book and I was trying to do a brain dump and okay, day one, once upon a time, <laughs> okay, like, what, <laughs> how do I say everything that I've learned? Um, I think that it was a couple of things. One is, wow, I know a lot more than I realize, and I take these things for granted. And when I write them down, they don't seem so powerful to me because I do this every day. But when I read it to other people, they go, wow, that's amazing. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's what I do all day long. So I realized that some of the wisdom and education that I've, I've gleaned and gained over the years it may seem simple to me and not impactful, but is much and very impactful to the people that will be reading it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was like, okay, now that I understand that I can start breaking things down into smaller bites so people can follow me easier. And um, I think that also I found myself writing like, well, this is why I did it. And here's why, and here's why, and here's why. And then I asked myself, why do I have to explain why? Mm just give the wisdom. I mean, sometimes you need to give some background, but I, I think I've been questioned a lot about a lot of things and put on the spot in a way that, you know, maybe somebody was trying to negative negatively direct the conversation. So maybe I've always been in, you know, protect mode and always protecting myself. And well, this is why, and this is why, and I, I found myself doing that going, Oh, you know what? That's not part of it. Just give your truth, give your wisdom, give your education that you've learned. And, and I, it was such an incredible growing experience for me to write it down. And it was a proud moment for myself where I could say, you know, good job that you outlasted all the difficulties and the negative mindsets and the doubts and the naysayers. And now you can write it. Mm. And I think some, somehow we all have some kind of book we can write. I think we have a, at least a story we can tell it's going to help the next person. And um, yeah, staring at that blank page was intimidating. And now, now it's like something clicks and you go, okay, now I get it. Now I get what I need to do. This is for this, this is for this. this." And I started, you know, breaking things down. And now when I read it and I go back and look, it's almost done. And by the time this airs, you guys, it's out there and you're reading it now. Uh, It's tremendous because it gives everybody a pass to go out and explore their voice in the biggest and best way possible. And I'm not putting any parameters on anybody. Here's the place to practice. Here's what you're gonna experience. Here are your options, now go get it. And uh, I w- it was a proud moment. It's a proud moment and proud moments. I'm still writing I, the other two. I, I love that so much. I know when I started writing my book that I, I literally wrote like five different books before the final version came out because it wow. changed. it kept changing directions as I was sitting with it. And there was one night I can, I'll never forget. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and it was just in my brain. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I I can't just get my phone and like hook up voice notes and like, just like (laughs) talk into it. Like I need to go. So I got up, you know, quietly walked through the house, went to my office, shut the door, you know, put on a side light. And I just busted out in like five hours, something that it was, had been taking me five months to work yeah. on so it's it's an interesting thing of how when it's ready to flow it is it just flows. your brain but it, you take it takes a little time to put it all together and then when it comes out you're like oh and you're just like writing 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 okay i get it i get it oh go back and fix this and move that over there and you know yeah you yeah. have those bursts exactly and then you can make then you can make all the tweaks well april this has been such a pleasure i have enjoyed this Thank conversation you. so much um i think so yeah, many great ways people can apply this to their life and, and realize they need your services. 
they need you. Um, so how can the people find you? Yes. Uh, so my voice training website is letthevoiceout.com. You can go there. Um, there are going to be Monday night Zooms starting in October. On Monday nights, they are free. And it's to uh, get you guys introduced to my book. And there's going to be a masterclass for speakers. And then the first quarter of next year will be my big vocal training book for singing. The long-awaited one that I've been working on for a long time. Oh, and that book, funny. close to my heart. So that that is coming soon. And I'm super excited for that. Uh, so let the voice out.com go to aprildiamond.com for everything. April diamond is constantly changing. There's all kinds of things up there. I have the diamond lifestyle up there, which that would be great. I'll, I'll come back and we'll talk about a few subjects because there, there are a few yeah. more things we can talk about. <laughs> I would love that so much. And everyone should follow you on Instagram. You are absolutely you. wonderful on there. You've got great lives, great content, great interactive community. So, um, that I'm, I'm proud to be part of. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you are. Thank you so much for showing up to my lives. Um, it's uh, April Diamond Music on Facebook, April Diamond Music on Instagram. That's my big one where I go live all the time. And I have some videos up on my YouTube ch channel at April Diamond Official. I think my link tree is up there on my website too. Where you can go to all, all the links are up there. But uh, it's it's many things. And um, the other thing too is if you have many things going on, uh, then do all of them. And is it overwhelming? Sure. But just get to work. For some people, that's okay. Get yeah. it, get it going. Tell Find everyone your way. Your story, do your thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm blessed. And I'm excited, and uh, I just want to tell. Thank you so much. You're you're a fantastic host, and uh, oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me tell my story. There's a lot, a lot more to tell, but that that's a that's a really heartfelt, honest, uh, you know, story from me of of some of my uh, moments in my life, and I appreciate you letting me uh, tell that. Well, thank you for being so honest and open and sharing in such a relatable and authentic and vulnerable way. And I, that just goes to back to what an amazing coach you are to be able to harness that and help others harness it for themselves as well. Thank you. And we'll chat. We'll yes, chat. we will. We'll together. I love it. I'm looking forward to it. And for the listeners, thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please make sure to like and share and subscribe so you can get more amazing content like this. If there's something that you're curious about, a different person, industry, profession, you want to learn more, reach out. I'll be happy to get them on as a guest. Until next time, everyone, have a great day.